I am Alex Delay, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast that hopes to give you inspiration and tools to live a more satisfying life. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of the interview series Direct Talk. If you enjoy listening, you can head to the NHK World website to watch. You'll find interviews with people from all walks of life. Sometimes it can be hard to wrap our heads around just how diverse the human race can be. We come in all shapes and sizes. We have different preferences, speak different languages, and see the world in different ways. Since our knowledge is the result of our experience, it can be hard to understand how incredibly different some people are. And in some cases, that lack of understanding can be fatal. Today's guests are Nadim and Tanya Ednan Laparus. Their daughter Natasha suffered from severe food allergies. In 2016, she died from an allergic reaction to sesame seeds in a sandwich she bought. Sesame was not listed among the ingredients. Since then, Nadim and Tanya founded the Natasha Allergy Research Foundation. They're devoting their lives to giving a voice and a face to the often unseen and overlooked. Their mission is to make sure what happened to their daughter never happens to anyone else's child ever again. To learn more about the story of Nadim, Tanya, and their daughter Natasha, let's join narrator Joanna Bartholomew on today's episode of Vision Vibes. Around the world, food allergies are increasing in developed countries, especially in children. But even adults are suddenly becoming allergic to what they had always thought to be safe foods. Scientists believe that the rapid loss of biodiversity in our environment may be one contributing factor. Natasha, the daughter of Nadim and Tanya Ednan Laparus, had suffered from allergies from childhood and was always careful about what she ate. But six years ago, while setting off on holiday, she bought a sandwich at a UK airport, which unbeknownst to her had one of the ingredients she was allergic to. Within hours, she was dead. She was 15 years old. Since her death, her parents had devoted much of their time campaigning for better labelling of food and trying to find a cure for allergies. Direct Talk met them at their home in London. Allergies in the world um, have been increasing steadily, uh, certainly in the last 30 years. We've not been really that aware of just how big an effect it's having on society and how many people are actually uh, affected by allergy. It's an enormous issue and it all started probably in the 1950s, roughly, really with something we call hay fever and people having that first wave of allergic disease, hay fever, that has now moved on into food allergies, sometimes known as the second wave of allergic disease. It's a modern disease. It largely affects Western worlds. And um, it does seem to be that there are lots of issues at play here, but it does seem to be a modern way of living, lots of chemicals, um, really removing ourselves from the land. And we live very differently to how our ancestors lived. Natasha had been very careful all her life to check the ingredients of everything she ate. From childhood, she was allergic to several foods. The sandwich she chose was from a well-known food chain, but this time sesame seeds, one of the foods she was allergic to, had been baked into the bread. 
The label on the packaging didn't include this ingredient. Tragically, she was mid-flight and both her EpiPens, which she carried with her everywhere, did not prevent a catastrophic allergic reaction. Old parents who are listening to this now would really say that it, it, there is nothing worse than your child dying in front of you. And we, as a, a mother and father, were in a very dark place at that time. And when we found out the reasons behind uh, what caused Natasha's death, it was an allergy to sesame seed, which we'd all known she was allergic to. However, she got caught out by inadequate food labeling laws, essentially, in the United Kingdom. When that came really abundantly clear, we realized something had to be done to stop this ever happening again. In the aftermath of their daughter's death, their grief was such that Nadim struggled to return to his work. He and his wife decided that they should do everything they could to prevent the tragedy that ended the life of their daughter happening to another family. They decided to put their efforts into finding a solution. Their priority was that labelling on food should be accurate and that food industries must be made accountable. They wanted to create a new law in Natasha's name to insist on food labelling. Ordinarily, I run a, and own a, a toy company, a children's toy company, and that required me previously to travel around the world, to Japan a lot, working with the department store chains like Takashimaya, and I just didn't have that in me anymore. And as we started to campaign for um, Natasha's law, it really became evident the amount of energy and drive needed to succeed in that was enormous, huge, and all-encompassing. And it required really, for me personally, to put all my energy and time, or the majority of it, into that sole focus. Otherwise, we may not win. I think we recognized that the food industry were fearful of change. But we set about writing hard, lots of essays and articles across all the press and campaigning hard on television to bring about the change. And in the end, we won because our pain was so severe. You know, nothing was going to stop us from pushing through. In October 2021, Natasha's law came into effect. The UK food industry now has to list all ingredients on pre-packed food with ever-growing numbers of allergic customers, 88% of the public fully supported Natasha's law. In Natasha's law, what that means is that food that is made and then pre-packed and sold on the same premises, it has to carry full ingredient labelling and the allergens from the top 14 list has to be in bold. Um, before that, the labelling could be whatever the um, shop or the outlet decided to put on there. It could be partial labelling, just some ingredients, no ingredients. And it was very confusing to the public. So this is something that standardised um, ingredients labelling. So when someone looks at an ingredient label, they know that it's the full list. If sesame seeds had been on that food label, she'd be alive today. So, so that was the first thing. But then we were contacted by hundreds of people from around the country saying, oh my gosh, what's happened to you is what we live in fear of every single day. And it was only then, after the inquest, just after, that we realised that the number of people with allergies had been on this huge increase, not just in this country, but in the world. We were being contacted from people in countries over Europe, America, Australia, and it was just shocking to us that 
this could still keep happening and actually other lives could and would be lost. So it really became a campaign to save lives. As parents of a child with severe allergies, Nadim and Tanya had always followed the latest research to help Natasha manage her illness. They decided to create a charity in her name in the hope that more research may provide a cure. When Natasha was a baby and she'd had two anaphylactic reactions, we looked into what research was happening, what medical research was happening at the time, and there was very little. And so this is 20 years ago. There was nothing really that gave us hope at the time. We were asked the question around the time of the inquest, what would you like to come from all of this? And we knew we had to do something about the labelling. That was the number one. But it just kept coming back to us, this problem for us that we'd had no hope. Natasha had these allergies and we were just told to get on and just do the best we could. And it was research. And we discovered there was no charity that was dedicated to funding allergy research in this country. What we found is that there's some research here and there's research here and there's research here, but there hasn't been really that kind of call to link it up to actually bring an end to allergic disease. And um, that's what we and our foundation really is, is set to do. That's what we're doing. In May 2022, the foundation announced funding of a £2.2 million trial led by the University of Southampton. The three-year oral immunotherapy trial will be the first major study funded by the Natasha Allergy Research Foundation. If successful, participants with persistent food allergies will be able to live lives where they no longer have to avoid popular foods which might contain traces of allergens. We set out to prove that the cheapest and most cost-effective way for the national health system in the United Kingdom to treat people for their allergies it's called oral immunotherapy. And the principle of that is a 100-year-old science, basically, which is, and the, the point is, you take microdose amounts of the very food you're allergic to, so peanuts, for example, or, or dairy, which is cow's protein, and you microdose the patient uh, every few weeks in increasing amounts to build up their tolerance to the very food. And after a year, you can end up, for example, eating around six to eight peanuts per day, whereas even a fraction of a peanut before would have killed you. That's how dramatic. But the key thing is you have to eat that food regularly in order to stay out of allergy. So it's not a cure. It's a way to live with allergy, to stop it being life-threatening. And this is huge, huge, really very exciting because it's going to produce an enormous amount of data a clinical data that can be looked at by all the scientists to see just how wonderful and effective this, this treatment is going to be. The fact that we're doing this at a huge scale across six university hospitals all at once in the UK is to prove to the UK government that this works and therefore should become the de facto treatment for all the two million people in the UK with allergy. As often in countries around the world, you can't always rely on your government to solve problems. So what we did was we met uh, with around 40 or 50 CEOs of some of the biggest food companies in the United Kingdom, both British companies and international companies. And we made a case, a logical business case and a moral case as to why they, as businesses in the food sector, who make all their money selling food, should play a part in solving this problem 
for the sake of not just our nation, but humanity. And we're really happy to say many of the people that heard us speak and listened decided it was the right thing to do. Prince Charles, who is now King of England, has talked about how he was moved to tears about Natasha's story. So in September 2022, he personally hosted a meeting of the world's leading allergy specialists at Dumfries Castle in Scotland. We got 17 of the best allergy scientists from around the world into one room for two days. They loved being in a collaborative situation and they all had amazing specialities within research. It could be genetics, it could be the microbiome, it could be the environment, etc. And everybody brought something really unique to the table. And over two days, there was um, so much energy and goodwill to come to a point where we do make energy history. And that's something obviously that is going to really um, guide us into what we fund next. And we're already looking at that now. King Charles believes very passionately about solving allergy uh, because it is an environmental problem, essentially. And he's said that my foundation, the Princess Foundation, will work with yours, Natasha Allergy Research Foundation. Together, we'll solve this problem. That's really amazing news. For Nadim and Tanya, the healing process continues as they adapt to a life without their daughter, focusing their energies in ways their daughter would have approved of. She did want to be a lawyer. I mean, she was 15, so whether she would have gone down that path or not, we'll we'll never know. But she was a real fighter for justice. Um, She was really watching the news. She was, you know, interested in all sorts of issues that affect people. And especially the underdog, She, she really didn't like it when people suffered unfairly. And so knowing that her name is actually helping other people would have been enormous to her. She was a teenager that had had a voice and um, that would be very important to her. After Natasha died, we, we just started framing pictures. All we had was photos, really. And so we were looking at pictures all the time, photos and framing them so much so that we didn't really have any surfaces left to put them on. And um, she's looking at us from every angle that we're in here. And that's really important. We go to her room regularly in her bedroom. Um, we'll sit at her desk and we'll work there. Um, her room is very much a part of the house still for a while. Nobody went in there. It was too painful. And then there was this awful guilt that we had over that. And so we really made an effort. And now it's just such a lovely room to go in. And um, it, you know, it gives us an enormous amount of peace. It has been a hugely difficult six years for Nadim and Tanya, but they have found comfort in knowing that they have changed the law to save lives. They remain determined not to rest till a cure is found, so one day no one else will have to endure what they have suffered. Often we're asked, uh, how how is it you, you both are able to do these things? They say, you know, as a mother and father who've lost their child, how do you have the strength to keep doing uh, what you do unrelentingly? And the truth is, you know, the answer is very simple. You know, there are two aspects to it. One, when you have come from the worst place in the world, uh, your child dying, you have no more fear. That is taken from you. There is no fear left because you have nothing more you, you could lose. And secondly, both Tanya and I and our son, Alex, Natasha's brother, younger brother, all three of us have a, a very firm Christian faith. 
And we believe she's in heaven. And we believe she's looking down and saying, come on, daddy, come on, Alex, come on, mommy, win this, you can do it. And she's looking down upon us in that way. And, and that spurs us on as well. And we know what is right and what is wrong. And we believe helping people wherever they are in the world, in Japan, in China, Korea, Taiwan, Australia, it's the right thing to do. And every piece of work that we do in the foundation will be open sourced for the whole world to benefit. Join us to make allergy history. Join us to make allergy history. The resilience Nadim and Tanya have shown in the face of unthinkable tragedy is truly inspiring. They took the grief from Natasha's death and channeled it into a cause that could potentially help countless families around the world. For a lot of us, allergies are not really at the top of our mind. We can't imagine what it's like having to consult every food label, ask every waiter about menu ingredients, and never accept food from a friend because it could potentially kill you. Because such severe reactions only affect a small percentage of the population, allergy research has gone underfunded for a long time. We need people like Nadim and Tanya to remind us to pay more attention. It takes effort to escape our bubble and truly understand the diversity of experiences around us. I hope someday we can build a society safer for everyone. The first step to getting there is to constantly ask ourselves, do I really understand the needs of the people around me? How do I get to know my neighbors so that I can help make their lives safer and better? That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Delay. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.